0: Hello everyone, welcome to India's Augmented Reality Podcast. Earlier this year, Microsoft has unveiled HoloLens 2, a next-generation mixed-reality headset. In today's episode, our CEO, Alex, and CTO Norby discuss what are the major improvements compared to the previous version, and what could take four years the official announcement. Let's get started. My first question is, what could possibly take four years to announce the new version? (laughs) <laughs> what could take four years?
1: <laughs> yeah, because software development is really simple.
0: Yeah, especially when it comes with uh, completely new uh, technology. Well, not completely, because that was a first version. Well, I think uh, the, the years was to, to really put uh, the effort into the, the device itself and then uh, come up with an idea how to actually uh, take it to market because uh, they could come out with a new version two years earlier, but it didn't make sense because they saw that, okay, uh, price-wise it's not as, um, it, it cannot be that much cheaper, so ca- they can push it out to consumer market. And then uh, uh, the, probably the specs, the device specs cannot be that much better within that short period of time, so they waited for a, a better version to come out with. And uh, they are probably waiting for uh, the right time to come out with a consumer version later. Uh, maybe that, that, that would take four years again, but at the same time, I think it's, uh, it's impo- important for them to find that uh, market that they could uh, target uh, mm. uh, 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 with this device, and they have found that. and um, I'm not sure if, if it's actually, uh, if four years was actually needed to find that market, but the, all, these, uh, uh, all these issues, all these uh, uh, points, are, I'm pretty sure that were taken into consideration.
1: Yeah, and I think, I mean, maybe there's something in the suspicion that Microsoft have maybe taken longer than they might have otherwise done had other people in the same marketplace been developing at a faster pace. Because it's not as if by HoloLens being released when it has been that somehow they've fallen behind another company that's taken a huge quantum leap ahead.
0: Yeah, leap, talking about leap. For example, Magic Leap came out with their version, and then I think Microsoft just took a look at the device and said, okay, this Magic Leap is not a huge amount of uh, improvement over what HoloLens 1 was. Yeah. So we, we are not in a much, in a lot of hurry, so we can just take our time. Um, that's probably what it was uh, on one one level. I mean,
1: you're also, I guess you're dealing with a a whole ecosystem as well. It's not just building the hardware per se, it's building the ecosystem around that hardware. So there's a huge range of challenges. It's not like coming up with the the next version of a uh, mobile phone, for example, and there's just infinitely more challenges associated with that new product. So four years, I don't think actually is that unreasonable.
0: Who is Microsoft targeting uh, with the announcement of the Hololens two? Yeah, the businesses basically. Uh, they, as I mentioned, they realize that okay, consumers are not going to pay three thousand dollars mm. for a, a device that that's not. I'm not saying not very useful, but that's on some level it is true that for consumers it doesn't provide that much value uh, uh, to their everyday life. So they would uh, pay out three thousand mm. bucks just to have it. So they thought, okay, let's target businesses, and they they probably looked at the success of uh, version one and how uh, businesses used uh, uh, version one uh, mainly. And I said, okay, let's focus on them. Uh, Let's get all the data that uh, we can uh, by looking at how they are using it, how how developers are using uh, this device and the environment around it. And then uh, that was it, I think.
1: Yeah, and I think also, I mean, again, we're looking at fundamentally, it's still quite a substantial piece of equipment. You know, it is not the kind of thing that a consumer is going to carry around with them. It is still quite a substantial headset, effectively, and with the price point accordingly. You know, it's it's currently the kind of thing that really only businesses can afford to invest in, um, simply because the t- the technology is is still evolving at a seemingly quite a slow pace, um, because it's wrestling with some huge technical challenges.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: and 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 I guess also you know, if we if we if you bring on bring on board Microsoft's b- fundamental target market which tends to be more business than consumers, I mean clearly they have con- their own consumer products but Microsoft is is I think still seen very much as a business software provider um, so they would it makes a huge amount of sense for them to appeal to their existing customer base.
0: Yeah, absolutely and uh, they they just said okay uh, we can end, add uh, tremendous uh, value to your business, I mean we can, they can optimize the uh, manufacturing workflows training and so on and so on. Uh, so he, here's our tool and uh, let's use it, here's the, the development environment because that's, that's also a really um, important part, it's not just a piece of hardware as you mentioned. It's uh, you have to build out all the development environments, all the the deployment or the distribution channels, and then uh, and then all the support behind it, the infrastructure, the cloud services, and so on and so on. So it's uh, they said this is a value to your business. Here you go, start using it. Uh, whereas uh, with the consumer. Uh, targeted version, it would be, okay, do we have enough apps? Do we have enough uh, content? Mm -hmm. Uh, What kind of value uh, do we add? For example, I just saw a video, not just a a couple of months ago, I saw a video that um, Magic Leap has, no, CNN has an app on Magic Leap. So uh, uh, someone can can just put on the Magic Leap uh, glasses Mm -hmm. while they are having a breakfast and look at CNN. But what value does that add? Why? Why yeah. would I put on a headset to watch a TV when I can just uh, switch on my TV and uh, watch it there? Or switch on my tablet or my phone? Mm. So it's, it's the same with HoloLens, I think. it's a, why, why would I, as a consumer, why would I put on that uh, uh, headset right now without any apps, without any content, without any meaningful value that it could add to my life? Uh, and I think they realized that. Mm. They saw all the... The, the applications that were created uh, for version one, and then they said, okay, that's, that's probably not as useful. Maybe they are brilliant, maybe they are, uh, they, they are good-looking, but not as useful for consumers, consumers to pay $3,000. What are the major improvements uh, compared to the previous uh, version of HoloLens? I can think of a couple, uh, the, the improved uh, field of view, that's definitely a, a huge improvement. Um, so right now, um, with version one, you put on your headset and you you see the the virtual content through a, a small window, basically. So wherever you uh, you're, wherever you're looking or facing, you see uh, uh, the, your virtual content through a, a, a pretty small window. To be honest, it's not as uh, it, it's not very um, distracting, but it's still there. So with the new version, you still look at it from a uh, through a, a small window. But it's it's a lot larger than uh, before, so that that's a huge improvement. Uh, it provides uh, it provides a lot of uh, uh, options for uh, more extended uh, content uh, to be added to the device, and um, and it's not as distracting as the as the first version. Uh, the other thing is the. Uh, hand recognition and hand gesture recognition. So you can now actually grab a piece of virtual content and then spin it around and stuff like that. So it's, uh, that's, a, that's also a, a huge added value. And uh, the cloud service behind it. So as I mentioned for businesses, it's important that they have a, a trusted and well-founded um, base, uh, like a cloud infrastructure that they can uh, they can use and uh, utilize it's
1: marginally smaller yeah um which i guess makes it that little bit more usable portable and all those other wonderful things but i i don't think it's um you know it it, it doesn't feel as if it's a huge step forward but the technical challenges they've had to wrestle with to bring it as far forward as they have are enormous and i think um you know we can't underestimate that really it is a huge development challenge
0: yeah and, and you have to and Even uh, usability wise, you have to look at it and say, okay, this is more comfortable. So it's not like you have to wear, I don't know, a melon on your head and (laughs) walk around with that. It's a a comfortable piece of device, as I heard. I haven't tried it yet. Um, So that's important for a a business uh, user because they are out there uh, manufacturing something and they don't want to think about, oh my God, I want to take this off because I. I just can't handle it anymore. So that's a huge I- improvement, uh, and there are there are smaller ones as well um, um, that I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> Microsoft is building uh, the U.S. Army's very own uh, headset, which is based on HoloLens 2. It will be used uh, to better train soldiers and make them more uh, effective in the real world. What do you think? uh, Why the Army picked Microsoft over companies like Google, Apple, or or Magic Leap? Uh,
1: Again, I think it goes back to what we referenced before. I mean, fundamentally, Microsoft has been it's one of the kind of original tech pioneers. It's been around as a business for a long time. It probably does a huge amount of business with the US government, of which the US army is a significant part. And working with a trusted supplier really gets you a long way ahead when you've got large proposals being put out by government bodies. If you, if you have a history of delivering ultimately what your customer wants you to do, um, well, then that really does set you apart. And if you look at, I mean, Magic Leap is a is a kind of great example because we I, it's well known that they pitched for the same piece of work. But the problem is the Magic Leap has largely pitched itself as a, more of an entertainment based hardware device. Uh, and and if if you're in the army and you've got you're being pitched a product by an entertainment company, you're probably not going to take them that seriously. Also, they're a venture backed business. They've only recently released a product of sorts. You know, all of those don't give you a huge amount of comfort when you're trying to put together a piece of hardware which might be used in battlefield conditions. You know, you don't want something that's going to fall apart because fundamentally you haven't really used it very much. Um, Apple, again, you know, I mean, Apple is not... Apple clearly does have its own business solutions. I mean, we all use our, our MacBooks and iPhones. But I, I still think within, within the military... You know, it would be perceived as being something which is more about style rather than substance. Um, and and probably Google likewise. You know, it's uh, they're not really... They're really perceived as being maybe more of a media-based business. Um, I think much as, um, as I was quoted of some the other day that Google's actually one of the biggest hardware manufacturers in the world because they commission a huge amount of hardware built for their own server infrastructure. Um but it's, that's not how people perceive it. You know, Google's a software business. It's a business that's built off the back of, if to be, alg- advertising algorithms, not based off of, um, you know, government software that does kind of boring but predictable and robust things. Uh, and I think that probably takes you quite a long way forward when you're trying to deal with a, uh, a, a, what, probably what was a tender for a, a, probably a very conservative type organisation.
0: Yeah, not to mention that Apple and Google they don't have an AR or an MR headset yet. They are rumored to work on it, yeah. but they don't have don't have it ready yet. So they they cannot really present anything besides a couple of patents that they filed. So yeah. it's like Microsoft said, "Okay, guys, we have uh, version one. We've done that. We did that four years ago. Um, we are working on version two or four or whatever. Mm. And uh, here you go." Uh, so I, I think uh, that was a, almost a no-brainer. So if the army uh, decided that they are going to pay four hundred fifty million or something like that, uh, f- they were pretty much the only ones who could deliver. Uh, I think, <laughs> I think on the promise. A fun fact that uh, actually Microsoft employees they are actually complaining to the company to Microsoft that they are not working on Hololens for it to be used for uh, military purposes. So they are like, uh, we are not we are not behind this. We don't support this because uh, you guys are going to sell it to kill people, which is probably not true. But uh, at the same time, you can imagine uh, <clears throat> why they are saying that.
1: I don't know. I mean, it's California. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, that, again, that sort of ties up with You know, the fact that it's um, the ethos of the development, the developer culture in that part of the world is totally at odds with kind of corporate America and... The military infrastructure.
0: Yeah, but if you think about obviously, I don't know. But if you think about it, they are they are probably going to use it for logistics, mm. planning, uh, training, and stuff like that. They are not going to um, kill people with it unless they just beat them. To <laughs> be very
1: heavy, very heavy piece of hardware.
0: Yeah, it's still quite bulky. So yeah, exactly. So well, um, maybe in ten years' time, who knows? But,
1: yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, ultimately. As, as, you know, as we believe that AR will be ubiquitous, it will have multiple applications. I mean, it seems very logical to think that it will have military applications. And as, again, as we all know, that the pace of innovation during times of conflict is infinitely higher than it is at times of peace. So there's guaranteed, it's guaranteed that innovation will come out of the military developments that will then filter down to the consumer level. Um, Yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely. I think that's why it's that's why it's important or interesting for us because all these corporate uh, rollouts, all this the army uh, rollout for Hololens, it means that whatever experience or whatever. uh, whatever data they have uh, from these usages, mm. they can apply that to the consumer version. They can uh, they can make it cheaper, they can make it more user friendly and uh, they will have a developer circle who are all already developing for HoloLens so they will say that, okay, um, we have a consumer version now, go ahead and develop for that as well. So it's, I think it's, it's uh, interesting that they are doing that.
1: Yeah, I think also if we look at um, if we look at our business, you know, we 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 really favor robust solutions. We favor things that you can plug in and actually work. And I guess there's no better test for things that if it can work in a military environment, well then it should be able to work in your living room.
0: Thanks for listening. If you'd like to know more about Indy, please visit us at www.industry.com.